Tarzan. Mm-hmm. It's connected yep. to Frozen. Oh, are we going to start with that right confirmed. away? What? <laughs> uh, we're going to ju- <laughs> jumping right into the theory section. Wow. Everybody, welcome to the end of the episode. We're going to oh, memento boy. this and work our way backwards the rest of the way. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm joking. Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library. The show where we start off at least a tenth of our episodes with a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> this is true. true. <laughs> I'm Jeff. There's TC. Hi, TC. Hello. We're Good back. to be back, Jeff. A week off for you, not yes. a week off for me. No, uh, TC's always here. <laughs> ta- taking a week off. Oh, taking a week off from you, Jeff, feels like longer than a week. I missed you. Oh, yeah. I missed you too. And obviously, mm-hmm. where I, I do want to apologize for those of you who do listen to this show in in real time. Uh, last weekend was not intended. It was a very last minute cancellation on being able mm-hmm. to record mm-hmm. for us. We, uh, I had some uh, family uh, de- things I had to deal with with my family. Uh, we had a death in our family, and I needed to be with my family. So unfortunately, we yes. were just unable to record. But not to try I, to. Uh, that's why I started with the Diz, the, the, the Darzan song because I, yeah, I knew this yeah, was going to happen. I wanted to I wanted to like ease us into the seriousness for a second, and then going to ease us back out of it by saying well, we're back, uh, we're back. And, well, I, I want to thank uh, Jim Brazelk for coming in and filling in, as well as other Jeff Jeff Citron for coming in <laughs> and discussing the Wizards duel. I don't know if uh, if you got a chance to listen to it exactly, but I have I not say, yet. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, take a look at the bracket for those of you who who may uh, maybe have listened to the episode and want to go check the bracket still. So 635 people have placed their bets on who would win the Wizards duel and Genie is winning by a long like a mile. <laughs> I feel like that's I don't want to say that's a no-brainer, but I feel like yeah. I'm not really surprised, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I anticipated it as much I that he would be he would be up there uh, I'm going to give a percentage of the voting just in general to popularity over power. We mm-hmm. approached it from a power level. Jim, Jeff, and I approached it from uh, a power level, and I think we did a pretty fair job on it. It was a lot of fun, way longer than I anticipated. I actually thought we'd be able to discuss it under an hour, but we got into some really detailed conversation about some of these <laughs> things, including like the, the biggest surprise was the Enchantress from Beauty and the Beast, uh, oh. Whether or not you we we were deciding if she's the blue fairy from Pinocchio, and then maybe also the fairy godmother, that's beside the point. The enchantress, what we realized, her power level, she wiped an entire dukedom out, off the face of Europe, like the memories of the entire continent, or at least the country of France, forgot that this place existed. That's pretty powerful. You know what? That's a good point. I did not think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I take take a listen to the episode. Place your bets on the bracket. It's going to be up up till the the new year, and uh, we will come back for a third and final Wizards duel. Which I've gotten a couple messages from people who want to be involved. Uh, I don't know what we'll do exactly, <laughs> but uh, it went over really well with some new with some new listeners that uh, that. That was their first episode, so. Oh, fantastic! Um, well, I hopefully, so. hopefully they're not. They don't think that's what this entire show is. I hope we're not <laughs> yeah, letting yeah. you guys down by me starting <laughs> by singing the Tarzan parody theme song I thought of in the car ride home from work today. <laughs> I hope that's not. <laughs> nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But Jeff, why why did you sing a Tarzan song? That's well, such I a mean, weird, weird choice. It's so strange. But I thought like it was kind of fitting because. 
today's movie is the 1999 animated film Tarzan, TC. Ah, Did you not read right. the title of the episode? I mean... <laughs> no, I, again, I go into these... <laughs> I go into these without reading a thing. <laughs> and apparently no notes. All of this stuff TC just makes up off the top of his head. That's how effective he is at, make, at doing this podcast. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He envisions, <laughs> I say the movie title, he goes, I know this collectively from my thoughts, and he just spews yeah. thoughts. <laughs> well, interesting enough, the fact that you would open with a music number as you did is mm-hmm. how the movie itself starts. Much, way different than any movie opening we've seen. This thing kicks right off with a music video. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. This movie is, so, first off, this movie is so chock full of montages, the most montages in a single mm-hmm. film that I think we've ever seen. But it starts oh, off with... That would have to be researched. I mean, I mean, there was three song <laughs> montages, guys, where none of the characters in the movie sang the song that was playing, mm-hmm. okay? Like, I get there's something like Akuna Matata from Lion King that's technically a montage, and you could mm-hmm. argue... Uh, something there from Beauty and the Beast is a montage, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, like because it's anything make a, that make a man out of you. The make best a man montage. out of you. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of them tends to focus on one. This movie opens with a montage. There's another one yes. like 15 minutes in, and then uh, for uh, Tarzan growing up, and then mm-hmm. there's one when he's learning about human life. Like another 45 minutes later, like it just keeps yeah, happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I know they had plenty of time to work on this. They had plenty of resources. This movie did not suffer from money or any there was no production issues with this movie Mm -hmm. but in that there was those three montages it was reminiscent of the package movies true yeah of of, not 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 in a bad way i don't mean that negatively but it was just something we haven't seen in quite some time right mickey and the giant um bongo actually bongo and ichabod and mr toad those three have music montages to push the narrative for just back then it was because they didn't have the money to make the movies mm-hmm. uh, but this one it was a it was a stylistic choice they, they oh yeah the 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 edict that was handed down for the development of tarzan is we're done with broadway that's it um, <clears throat> which is why they yeah. hired phil collins i believe right like it was because they didn't want the you know the broadway-esque you know uh, songwriters or performers that they just wanted more of like a pop they wanted to pop rock modern yeah, musician yeah. instead uh and and we'll discuss phil collins further but first jeff first i keep saying first there's lots Hi. of firsts in this movie uh, this uh, you, and ironically have, there is no first according no that's a lie i have one uh <laughs> have you seen this before have you I, seen Tarzan before? I had never seen this movie before. Oh, God. This always excites me that you you are going in this with the, a much fresher opinion yep. than, than I have. I have seen this before. I actually did a rewatchman on this about four or five years ago. So this is oh. a this is a return to Tarzan. Um, and initially when it came out in theaters, I did not like it. I okay. I was still in the, the the I was still suffering the afterglow of the Renaissance, and I didn't like where Disney was heading with their their post uh, Lion King Aladdin era. Um, so I didn't like it when I did the rewatchman. I found a new appreciation for it, and now rewatching it this third time, um, I found a whole bunch of new things to consider. So, but but you, Jeff, this is your first time. How how'd you feel? I mean, what 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 were your reactions? I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. That first ten minutes is fantastic. Mm, okay. Like hands down, I loved the opening ten minutes. I love the fact that there is not a line of dialogue until the gorilla speaks first. Yep. It, 
eight and a half minutes until we have our first line of dialogue. Yep. We, and we get we get we get this this epic like boat wreck scene and these you know and and, and these these husband and wife like rowing to an island and then building this like home out of nothing and yeah. and, and and just this it's very epic it's very dramatic it's beautifully animated i i feel yeah, like i'm a i'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a broken record because i constantly no, say yeah. how beautiful the it, opening of these movies are right right it, it it may go may seem like it goes without saying that that these movies are gorgeous but it, it goes without saying until it's not true right right because the this movie is beautiful you're right that opening is incredible. The water, the fire, the momentum of of this prologue, right? Uh, the 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 hand drawn stuff through the whole movie is is unbelievable. Oh, There's a familiar yes. name in there, which I'll bring up momentarily. But please continue. But like, I, I love the fact that they told this story. They told enough about Tarzan and his family and how they got to the island without ever having to utter a single word of it. Yeah. That when when I love it when movies can can further or can, can 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 further the plot and get the necessary information to the audience without having to say anything. You being yeah, able is... to show it to me and not say it <laughs> and and I'm like, "Yep, I get it. I know what's happening. That's totally mm-hmm. Elsa and Anna's parents." And I... <laughs> <laughs> that's the tw- that's twice now. You do it a third time, I'm jumping the gun on this. I'm just This saying. is the this is the ultimate show don't tell. Yo, of, yeah, absolutely. Of, well, and, maybe and not it, the ultimate show don't tell, but it's such an expertly handled Oh, uh, yes. Well, showing and, of and, story. and 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 then it, it, I mean it's got so much it's got a lot of emotion to it because I mean it's so dramatic and 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 tense in the beginning when they're just trying to get to the island and then oh they're starting to build their place oh that's cool everything's happy and then they are straight up dead the parents are straight up murdered you don't see it <laughs> but they're just dead and you're like holy yeah. cow what you get, happened. Uh, you get- Kala and Kerchik's baby is taken by the leopard, and so are Tarzan's parents. Yep. Um, I I I can't remember the leopard's name, but it's a she. She is a she does have um, yeah. The, uh, that <laughs> fort. <laughs> I want to live in that that treehouse. <laughs> I know. I would love to live in that treehouse. That would be <laughs> fantastic. I would I would be completely happy there if I just had a mm. supply of food. You know, something that I could just, even if it was just stuff that I was growing on my own, I didn't have to go hunt for it. I'd be happy yeah. just being there the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> and I do want to say right now, Baby Tarzan, that's what this movie should have just been. Oh <laughs> uh, well, there is a a, a spin off movie you can watch that is just Little Tarzan. <laughs> is it? Because you know what, I loved cute Baby Tarzan. <laughs> that damn kid. I'm sorry. That damn kid is adorable and i would i i was i was enjoying the movie <laughs> fully with baby tarzan <laughs> <laughs> the let's let's discuss the animation on just tarzan as a baby as an adolescent and as an adult uh we get to see him age through through his uh maybe teenage years as well because he's a little thinner before he like gets his muscle this is the work of the legendary Glenn Keane, who of took it upon it himself to animate <laughs> Tarzan, and he he considers this his crowning achievement. It was it was Ariel in um, a whole new world, mm-hmm. uh, not not a whole new world. I'm sorry, a part of your world. Okay, that he felt was his crowning achievement. Then then Mara Hoots from Rescues Down Under, he feel like he tapped. Uh, Little Mermaid, but this this was this was his what he then tapped that with, and and the movements of this character in all the stages of his life, particularly the adult Tarzan, is just 
incredible hand-drawn animation. If, oh, yeah. If, for, if this movie could be credited for anything, and there's many things it could be credited for, the animation on adult Tarzan, how he moves through the trees, the way the camera sweeps through the landscape and his body moves through the trees is just outstanding. It the, is some of the finest hand-drawn animation I could, I could point to. Oh, absolutely. There's like a fluidity to his movement. Even as a baby, the way that he moves around, I mean, he gets he gets kind of chucked around and kind of tossed and flipped in the air. But even when that's happening, it never feels it, it never feels like Tarzan's ever out of control. He no, always no. feels to me, even again, even as a baby, he always feels to me like he is in control of exactly what's gonna he's gonna land right where he needs to land. And and the the and especially like when he's when he's riding the tree trunks down through the the jungle yeah. and like his upper body very much so like a like a like a snowboarder or even a skateboarder I could see that and I know they used Tony Hawk as a Tony reference. Hawk yeah yep. it was uh, Glenn, Glenn Keane's son uh, was a big Tony Hawk fan and that's what Glenn Keane was able to draw from and they brought in uh, from UCLA they brought in an, an anatomy expert, a professor of anatomy who could who could discuss how the muscles would look if a human being was raised that way. So like the the shape of Tarzan's body, yes, animated, yes, cartoonish, mm-hmm. is is accurate to to what a person's physique would look like in that environment. He's just he's so he's so fluid and and and, and I just I, I I never grew tired of watching that, like watching him Flip and slide around the, the the jungle like that, and 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 yeah. and move about. Whenever he went anywhere, that was so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I full I really I really really liked that. That was that was my one of my favorite things about the movie. Yeah. So some and to continue on the animation, uh, the water is so wonderful. We haven't seen why I don't feel like we've seen water animated this well since. Uh, the early era, because you used to point out how how yep. lovely the water looked in those like Pinocchio and Snow White, that early early era yep. of Disney, and the water in this looks so gorgeous. The fire, the um, the hair, the way the hair moves on on Tarzan and Kirk, uh, not Kerchak, um, Turk, uh, mm-hmm. the the hair is animated so so wonderfully. The way it blows in the wind, um, but the the some of the best animated action sequences. Uh, the, the fight with the leopard, um, rescuing Jane, which has some incredible gags in it as they're escaping the baboons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you mentioned, the way he twirls down the trees, there's some fantastic, fantastic animation in this movie. And it, and it comes to that we're, so we're 99, so we're obviously, we're almost in the 2000s, and we're, we're which is crazy to think that we're getting very close to our current day with these movies. That's, yep, yep. it's a little sad to you, see? Yeah, we have less <laughs> than 20 movies. Uh, mm-hmm. but the, like, and we've brought it up before cause we started seeing a lot of it back in, um, uh, was it rescuers? Oh no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, oh, the Sherlock Holmes one. Great mouse detective. Great mouse detective. Yes. Uh, with the integration of CG that they started using CG for certain set pieces and they started yes. using it to like help animate vehicles for, uh, um, Oh my goodness! I completely spaced on like <laughs> Oliver every, and Company. Thank you, Oliver and Company. Uh, I can I can see the movies in my head. I just can't. I'm not good with names, people. It's cool. That's but, what I'm here for. <laughs> that's the TC is here to remember everything, including all the stuff that I've forgotten. Uh, <laughs> but, but like we, you see it, and you could we've we've seen it evolve over like the last fifteen or so movies, and we're finally at that point. Like fully at that point. Now you really kind of started seeing it in Mulan, but this film, the fact that the tree sequences, him riding through the trees and all that, that's all technically CG. Now I know it's deep the canvas. Yes, the, the environments. environments. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, obviously Tarzan is still 2D, but that integration, that practically like fairly seamless integration between CG and hand-drawn animation it, that's mm -hmm. what did it for me like because you could still see even as a to like back on Hercules uh, or sorry um, uh, Hunchback that like oh yes. well the crowd immediately surrounding the characters hand-drawn but then anybody behind them is obviously just a CG character that well that animated wasn't really good and it didn't look like a hand-drawn character it still looked like a bad CG character it's not blending, yeah. Right, and then you you, you could argue that the uh, the multi head creature from Hercules like very CG, like very <laughs> 90s CG. Uh, not saying it's a bad thing, but it's very noticeable nowadays. You you could see it. Yeah, uh, we're now at that. We're we're finally hitting that point in that stride where it's it's like you're starting to not realize what is CG uh, uh, aided. You know, not necessarily fully animated, but just what was what was done using a computer uh, it's getting harder and harder to see it and it's i just I, I that's that's what i kept watching the entire movie and i think that definitely had a hand in these environments looking so gorgeous yes yes uh, and uh, let's let's discuss the the plot itself because as as seamless as the animation is there's how jeff how seamless or not seamless do you feel this presentation works right because all the musical beats are there all the mm -hmm. all the beats that would have the music moments the singing moments and even even when young uh, Her, uh young Hurley, well, when young <laughs> tarzan is is uh he goes to the water it's night he looks in the water and he sees his reflection he starts putting the mud on his face yep with again showing not telling that is his i want moment that yep. is his that's where the song would have gone so all the beats are still there for where the music would have gone, but instead of getting the musical numbers, we're getting Phil Collins' soundtrack. How did you feel about this this shift in how these movies are are done? I am a theater nerd. I like musicals. I like stage shows. Mm -hmm. I would have preferred the character songs yeah, over top I, of the over top of just oh here's another. And I like Phil Collins. It's not that it's not an it's not a hatred of the artist. It's not who's singing it. I'm one of those. I like Phil Collins' music. Yeah. I could have done without it. End theme song, end credit song, not a problem. If you wanted to write the songs that the characters sing, okay, that may not have been real good because he's good at writing normal music, not character driven songs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's 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 an art. It's slightly different. Uh, you could argue a lot of his songs do have stories to them, and obviously the theme of like "You'll Be in My Heart." Some of the other ones that are in this do reflect the plot that's happening on screen. Right. Uh, you know, to to with fairly well, uh, you could argue. But I I am not a fan of just the song in the movie. I like my characters singing. I like them breaking into song. Yeah, I, I'm of a similar vein because uh, Thomas put this really well on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. Mm. Uh, separately, Tarzan the movie and Phil Collins the music are really good. Right. Uh, but uh, as Thomas says, he thinks that together they are one of the worst pairings of composer to movie. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if necessarily I will agree that it's one of the worst pairings of of movie to to uh, composer, but. It doesn't. It it does feel odd because the music is really good. I I think nearly every song in here mm -hmm. is fantastic on its own. And I I've heard movie, every song in here. Like I've heard it before. Like I know the Phil Collins music from this movie. Yeah. I just didn't know it in context with the film. 
Yeah, I but not not having because the Duke. There are two character singing moments. Uh, Kala sings to she sings to young Tarzan, mm-hmm. and uh, Turk when they destroy the camp is it sings with the other with the gorillas and and uh, t- uh what's the elephant's name Tantor right yes um, and you get the dab deep dab 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 right but it's it does feel odd that there's like I I miss those musical numbers like you and see but I don't and think the... that's bad. I'm I'm really torn because I like I miss it but I don't <laughs> hate that it's not there it's really odd <laughs> see now that I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot that those two moments had happened those two moments while I was watching it that kind of pulled me out of it because I had already been in context of watching this film I was introduced to a movie that oh the characters do not sing oh now right. the characters are singing that's weird like it's it's another one of those like. That that tonal balance of or you know or, or, or a stylistic uh, stylistic, stylistic balance. approach yes. balance of just like well but no pick one don't do don't do a little bit of this and a lot of that do <laughs> it or not at all like because it you you're by by not having characters normally sing you're introducing me to a world where that's not normal that's not what happens don't yeah. have them all start singing this like this riffing uh, excuse me like riffing scatting type piece of music while they're while they're terrorizing the camp or not terrorizing while they're uh, yeah <laughs> like like that would have made more sense actually that would have made more sense in something like the jungle book uh but um <laughs> but like it, it just it 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 felt weird in a movie where phil collins is singing to me and yeah. then now you're singing yeah yeah it, it 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 really it stylistically it didn't mesh as well as it probably could have I don't know. Maybe a different artist. Maybe a different presentation. However, there's still a lot to. There's still a lot of great stuff in this movie mm-hmm. because it, the 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 script is is quite good. Now this is an adaptation of one of the most adapted characters in literature. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tarzan has been adapted I, I, numerous I, times. I'll say I believe it's only second to Dracula. I think I think Dracula is the most adapted literature. Like in Sherlock Holmes is up there, but I think Dracula still yeah. takes the cake. Well, I, I I did I saw that trivia. I can't remember where that where that came up. Might have been oh it might have been on IMDb, but that it, it's second only to to Dracula. And I wanted to know if that was true, right? Mm-hmm. So I did. Did I you did research little, it? I did, a little, I did a little research, Jeff. <laughs> I, Am I wrong? I, 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 I went around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you talked to little, Dracula himself. I talked to Dracula himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I decided to create little qualifications about w- what would go on, the, like how to determine what's the most ad- adapt. Like, I'm not going to consider Batman and Superman and like franchise characters because they've been around for like there's zillions of versions of them. That doesn't yeah. count, like al- alternate reality versions. And I wasn't going to consider mythological or historical characters because, I mean, uh, you know, Bible stuff has been around way longer than cinema, right? Way <laughs> yep. longer than than literature in some respects, right? Um, and, and I also decided that uh, uh, I would look at main characters, right? I wasn't going to go digging around for tertiary characters that might have appeared in lots of things because, you know, sidekicks appear every 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 which way. But uh, so this is what I found: um, there there are a handful, at least a dozen characters that have been that have been adapted. Uh, numerous times that have already been part of the Disney library, like Alice. Um, I was able to find 118 individual adaptations of Alice in Wonderland. Wow. Right? Okay. And, and she's, the, she's the seventh most adapted character that I could find. Uh, Tarzan is actually number six with 124 adaptations. Interesting. 
Conan the Barbarian is number five. Oh, I didn't even think about Conan. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dracula is number four. Okay. 140 adaptations through through various degrees of entertainment. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is number three. Frankenstein's really? Monster. Yeah, yeah. 145 adaptations of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. All right. Um, uh, Frankenstein's Monster is the second most adaptive character. And you already mentioned him, the most adaptive Is it character. Sherlock? It's Sherlock Holmes. Dang, by it. a mile. By a mile. Let me tell 1,156 individual adaptations that I could find of Sherlock Holmes. That's <laughs> And Peter insane. Cushing was in 90% of them in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, Sherlock Holmes. But that's beside the point. I just thought it was worth mentioning that over the that uh, that Tarzan is one of the most adapted characters of all time on a list that has some other characters we've already seen. Robin Hood's on here. We had a Robin Hood Disney movie. Sherlock Holmes. We had the Great Mouse Detective. Right. Alice in Wonderland, right? Uh, Peter Pan's near near the top there, but uh, when is Disney going to make that Dracula movie? That's what I want. You know what? I am looking forward to it. I'm hoping with this new slew of R-rated comic book movies, Disney's oh, going to yeah, jump yeah. on the bandwagon <laughs> and make a nice R-rated animated Dracula film. That's <laughs> what I'm looking But Dracula is like a cute little, I don't know, like mouse or something. Uh, you know, um, Just a, to reiterate actually... the whole mouse world. <laughs> You know, you're onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the same world as the Great Mouse Detective and uh, surely <laughs> and rescuers and rescuers. Surely it would be better than Hotel Transylvania, but that's not a Disney movie, so not worth discussing. Also, let's true. get back on track here. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> this is what happens when we take a week off, guys. We just start yeah. talking about other stuff. <laughs> we're, we're everywhere. Let's let's talk about Jane. Jane Porter. Uh, what did you think of Jane Porter there, Jeff? I kind of I kind of liked Jane. She reminded me of another uh character that I enjoy quite well, which might <laughs> I thought you might mm, I may, thought or may you not might. show up in our theory section. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can jump in there right now. You, you're uh, comparing her to Belle, am I right? I'm comparing her to Belle. She very yeah. much so. Like, and 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 obviously, I I would not be surprised if that was an intentional on their part. <laughs> but make she, it deliberate, I, deliberately uh, a, a descendant of Belle, even which is right. the theory you were you were referring to. Indeed, the theory. Which, yeah, I must well just say that right now, since I've already listed one of my other theories, I'm just going to start sprinkling them in throughout the episodes <laughs> and see if the listeners at home or you realize that I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like like she like one of the fan theories is that uh, Jane is. I think they said the granddaughter. Uh, or possibly the great-granddaughter of Beast Belle and Belle and Beast. Uh, yeah, yeah. from the end of Beauty and the Beast. A, she's got a very, like, she's got a similar look to her. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't help that she wears a bright yellow dress, just like Belle's dressed at one point. <laughs> a, a brunette with yellow dress, yes. Exactly. Also, um, she has Mrs. Potts and Chip <clears throat> amongst her personal yes. belongings. Because right. they're, right. they're the belongings that, uh, I think it's the elephant. Yeah, he argues that uh, they might come to life or something weird comment like that. Yeah, Turk's uh, like they're not alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's there's a constant like there's there's lots of little hints uh, along those lines that she might very well be related uh, to Bell, which I which I always kind of thought was was funny. Also, her dad kind mm-hmm. of has. Uh, 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 well, it's very much so that the a Disney trope of the like mustached elderly father figure, you know, short mustached father. He's not fat, but maybe right. in two or three generations, uh, their family <laughs> finally learned to you know watch what they eat. 
I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's certainly there's certainly a good amount of of similarities between Bell and Jane, and I like this theory. I like that we are seeing a descendant of Bell, mm-hmm. and and Jane's she's so cute. Oh, she's I, first great. of all. I, I gotta stop saying first of all. If I say that one more time, I'm gonna punch myself in the face. <laughs> For those of you at home who are counting, how many times does TC say first of all? Go in back, the course start of the, episode? the episode over. Oh gosh, I'm pretty positive um, we're on eighth of all at this point. Yeah, uh, or I like Mini Driver is what I was trying to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> what, what I was trying to get to is that I like Mini Driver. I'm a fan of oh, hers, yeah. and and she's wonderful. She wonderfully voices Jane here, but Jane's such a, a, a cute character. She's so. Uh, I mean, personality-wise, yes, she's drawn cute, but that's mm-hmm. that's a Disney character. It goes without saying. But I like her her curiosity and and how seemingly bumbling she is, and how she learns with with Tarzan. Like they they learn each other's cultures together. And there's sh- sure she's a little more doting on the handsome young man who who rescues her. Mm-hmm. And and I suppose one could look at that and, and count that as a negative thing, but I don't think she ever ever becomes a prize to be won. I think no. she still is very empowered in her intelligence, in her curiosity, in in uh, in in her interest in the world around her. And she's right. an artist. I, I appreciate her ability to draw really quickly. She's <laughs> a super good artist. I'm surprised she didn't start Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Fan theory. Fan theory. Jane Porter is a descendant of, of Mr. Walt Disney. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, it's actually mild upon... If we start this theory now and we had enough mm-hmm. people who make a comment on it on the Facebook mm-hmm. page, we might yeah. be able to seed the internet with the theory that Jane is actually... <laughs> Jane and Tarzan are the grandparents of Disney because the movie takes place sometime in the early 1900s, and it would all make total sense. Ah! It all makes sense. It's we've we've cracked the code. We've, we've cracked it. Actually, they probably would have to be an aunt and an uncle because I'm pretty certain that the movie takes place in like 1911, and Walt was already born at that point. Yes. Crap. Okay, everybody, uh, let's pretend that it doesn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Tar- Tarzan. Tarzan is set in around the, the the turn of the century. 1912 is when the the book was originally set. So mm-hmm. ab- about that time, and and technologically that does fit into what we see in terms of guns and ships and the the technology that was available to the characters. When also they were supposed to be looking at like Haley's comet, like oh, yeah. is what is what they're supposed to be looking at in the night sky, and oh, okay. Somebody was, I can't remember where I saw when, like, when was the last time people were able to see it? Um, well, at least, at least for this point in time, basically. <laughs> uh, like, so that's why some people were like, oh, well, obviously the movie takes place in this time because that's what they're supposed to be looking at. Uh, yeah. oh, 19, 1910. Yeah. Which was, you could see it, we came in the naked eye. Uh, granted, uh, the, I'm now I'm just on Wikipedia, and the Wikipedia <laughs> breakdown says that the plot takes place in the mid-1860s, during the beginning, and then it's 1882 when they arrive on the island, which hmm, okay. I don't think that's true. Uh, <laughs> I think, guys, guys, and ladies... Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia might be wrong. <gasps> nah, nah, come on here. Get out of here. <gasps> My whole world in existence is a lie, TC. All of the papers <laughs> that I have used for Wikipedia. 
that's a lot. What, what What did you think about the? I keep asking what you think about things because I want to know. The, no, that's fine. Keep doing it. I'm in, having fun with this. In, <laughs> in Pocahontas, we were able to bridge the language barrier by magic. Mm-hmm. And the the language barrier is broken between Jane and Tarzan here through mimicry. That's, right. We do get the montage of him learning how to speak. But this is a really clever script element. They established at, with young Tarzan that he could mimic sounds, that he could mimic the sound of an elephant. That he, and then later we see him mimic the sound of the gunshot going off. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he, it's it's sprinkled in that he has the ability to r- replicate sounds perfectly, that makes the the Tarzan learning how to speak section logical. It actually right. works within the logic of the film. I really like that. I really like that 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 little element is sprinkled in the beginning. I like that part. It, I, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was a there was a and then this is only like a split second, but I was a little confused because in my head, I because we've had movies where animals have talked English, yes. like you know they have yes. flat out will talk, um, and we you know like we've dabbled on like the Hundred One Dalmatians where they will talk to each other, but there are human characters talking, but they obviously aren't the animals aren't obviously talking. English in you know to the they're not communicating with the the human characters right. except through their normal animal sounds and mm-hmm. with this movie being like the first I don't know maybe quarter of it without humans in it and you have all of these animals and and Tarzan who is a human speaking what I perceived as English mm-hmm. when Jane and her dad and uh Clayton show up and they're talking to him and he doesn't he actually he doesn't understand. I was there was a moment there where I was thrown off for a little bit. I'm like, but he speaks English. Yeah. Forgetting, <laughs> no, no. What we've been seeing is the whole. No, you're supposed to assume they're talking in grunts and you know no right. animal sounds. So which that, they which they do develop with Jane not hearing anyone else speaking. Like Jane cannot hear the other characters speaking to Tarzan in the language right. we understand. So right. that that was handled really well. That was oh that's, yeah was handled very nicely. And and once I realized that again, this was one of those like once I realized that that's what they were doing, I went, "Oh, okay, never mind. I get it." Like and I kind of <laughs> just I went, "Okay," and I moved on and I and I realized the rest of the movie was going to be like that. But I did I do like what you said. I liked that they kind of sprinkled that concept in that he could mimic because then it didn't seem it didn't seem magical. It didn't seem out of place that how is he learning this guy who's been alone for what, 20 years, 25 years? Yeah, not alone, yeah. but living with animals. Can how is he able to pick up the English language? A language which I for the last 33 years have struggled with on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surrounded and by just, it. He just picks it up through a Phil Collins montage. Through a Phil Collins mm. the power of Phil Collins, everybody. The power of Phil Collins, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the power of Collins compel you. Um, uh, so. <laughs> but I, I, I really liked how they handled that. Actually, there's a lot of really fun dialogue. Uh, and I mean, heck, Mini Driver, uh, Jane babbling her experience oh. by being... Was, my boots! I love I took my boots! Like, oh, oh, oh I, I, those are the ones I, I bought you. <laughs> <laughs> there's some great... A babbly, probably ad-libbed uh, mm-hmm. moments, but when she's like, yeah, when she's like, they took my boot, Father, da- Daddy, Daddy, they took my boot. <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> those, those are the ones I bought you. And there's a man in a loincloth. A loincloth, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand the word she's saying? No, I don't. <laughs> it's so good. It, 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 it's, it's definitely um, just, yeah, the, the, I, I like, the, the dialogue in the movie was 
was good. There was definitely a lot of good spots, and there's and a lot of it also comes down to the performance that the voice actors gave it. Because yes. yes. you know the uh, I don't I off the top of my head I'm spacing uh, Tony Goldwyn who does Tarzan, like mm-hmm. like. I bought it like it, it wasn't anything like it wasn't a weird voice. It wasn't like, ah, is that really what Tarzan would sound like? I guess like it, yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah okay, we, I buy it. When I thinking of that, of, of the voice acting between our, our title characters in two films, I thought that uh, Goldwyn's Tarzan worked perfectly. Yeah. And it got me thinking of Tay Donovan, who did Hercules, and how that didn't quite work for me i think of aladdin and that's he nails it like uh it's a uh, it's a uh, scott wang uh scott uh scott winger scott wagner uh, the, the guy uh, from full house and certainly all the uh many of the princesses we've had have all been perfectly voice cast um right and uh yeah i, I really enjoyed tarzan's vocal performance i really enjoyed many drivers um clayton the guy who voices clayton uh, actually, let's talk about Clayton. How do you feel of, about him taking over the antagonistic role once the, the leopard has been murdered <laughs> or killed? Killed? It was not murder. It was self-defense. It was self-defense. Um, you know, I thought Boss Nass did a great job. Uh, it's the same. <laughs> is that who actor. that is? Yeah, it's oh the same God. actor. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, he did way better as Clayton than he did as <laughs> two little things. One at one point when he says "gorilla," it sound it yeah. sounded. I don't know why I turned like southern there for a split second. It sounded like Boss Nass, <laughs> which this would have been the same time he would have done the voice of Boss Nass because this movie came out in '99, as oh, did a certain man. Star Wars prequel. <laughs> But, oh my uh, gosh, we got a tweet that makes total sense to me now. Someone, JJ <laughs> Binks, spelled with a Y, <laughs> tweeted at us that Clayton did Tarzan's yell. The voice yes. actor who did Clayton did it. Now, but what makes sense now is that Twitter handle. Because <laughs> Clayton was Boss Nance. You need to change your Twitter handle, buddy. Don't, 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 don't do. Don't reference charge Jarbex. Come on. <laughs> what did you think? Of, what did you think of Clayton? What did you do? Think not of continue Clayton? to feed the the the, the horrific uh, nature that his Jar Jar Binks. Uh, I uh, so Clayton's Clayton, so full of of vanity and pride and and not a nice guy. <laughs> He's. He, he he was an interesting character because I kind of assumed he was the bad guy, you know. Right. When they when they I'm like, okay, he's got the gun, he's out there to haunt. All right, I get it. But they did kind of string that along. There was a couple bits. Obviously, he wanted the gorillas and he wanted to get them. But near the end, when they were getting back on the boat, like for the first mm-hmm. time before they get thrown in the cage, and Clayton's really is revealed that yes, he wants the gorillas. I kind of just went, oh, maybe he's not going to be the villain. Maybe they're going to do something else. Yeah. I kind of, I, I, for my first viewing. Now, obviously, in hindsight, maybe if I if I went back and I rewatched it, I'd go, oh no, they're very making it very clear here that he's going to do this. Maybe I just mm-hmm. missed something. But I kind of. He was a he was a fine villain, but he didn't come off at, you know right away as the you know like the like the mustache twirling you know tapping his fingers evilly or rubbing his hands evilly Jafar or Maleficent or like any, he he didn't immediately come off like that to me. Yeah, it, I I agree. I agree. Um, he he he, I I like him. I liked how dynamic because he had some humor to him and how like trigger happy he was. Right. I think that's what and threw me. <laughs> And to, to talk about animation again, he is his facial expressions are so well done. In fact, I, I would recommend anyone who would go back and watch this. The next time you watch this, 
watch everything that isn't the focus of the scene. Watch mm-hmm. the other characters moving around. Watch Clayton non-verbally reacting to Jane talking or Tarzan talking. Watch how Turk and and T- Tantor move while Tarzan is the focus. Like, look around, because there's an incredible amount of wonderful detail in everything. Uh, Clayton's hair and how disheveled it gets as he's slowly unraveling. Right. This, this, this obsessed man who just wants to just wants to bag a, a gorilla for himself. Um He's he's a beautifully animated villain. I don't know if he's the most compelling villain, but he serves he he serves uh, perfectly well for this for this story. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if if because I feel like had he been a villain like we've seen in the past with like Aladdin or with Aladdin with Jafar or Gaston, mm-hmm. it would almost be too out of place and over the top. Because it's like, well, yeah. why would why would why would Jane and her dad ever? hire this guy because he's obviously just certifiably <laughs> insane you know he's, he yeah. just wants to hunt he wants to kill something uh, he felt which, like a better version of Radcliffe Radcliffe from uh, po- Pocahontas was that the right one um, um, or uh, no uh, I think you're Radigan uh, Radigan no no yes. not, not no, Radigan um, great mouse detective great mouse detective <laughs> <laughs> but he he seemed like a, vil- a a better version of of that character mm-hmm. in just and, his in his pride in his desire to just be villainous i guess right just to be just to be a bad guy i mean he he has reason and again it ultimately comes down to uh money because at the end when he when he makes the comment that they that you know bringing in like a, the head of a gorilla or bringing in a gorilla at like i don't remember how much he said like 50 bucks a pop or 50 bucks a head which five, yeah something which like is like five grand yeah or 500 which is which was like 10 grand or something like that nowadays. It's like, okay, he's doing it just for money. It's the sport and the money. That's what he's doing. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and he's like, okay. And then he, and he, he does in that last like 10 minutes, he becomes the cliche <laughs> bloodthirsty crazed villain. Um, that, that final fight is so intense because, because Tarzan's not out for blood. He's just, he's, he's trying to defend himself. Uh, initially when, when uh, Clayton attacks and, and shoots, Kerchak, Kerchak, mm-hmm. um, and Tarzan goes to his def- goes to fight Clayton. After that, he's he's really he's not trying to kill him. He even tries to save him at the end. He's like, Clayton, stop, stop, stop! And yeah, how about that death <sighs> scene, huh? <laughs> Man, when I'm watching that, I'm like, okay, they're up in the tree. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, they're up high. He's swinging. All right, he's probably gonna fall to his death. And then in that last second, when the vine wraps around his neck, I went, "Oh, oh, dang! Oh no, this yeah. is going somewhere completely dark. I mean, not not out of place dark because we've already had a few moments that were kind of freaking dark for this, you know, for mm-hmm. uh, for a mm-hmm. Disney movie. And uh, but when that happened, I went, "Oh, oh no, oh no, oh 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 oh! They're just showing him yeah. in, sa- in shadow. Oh <laughs> Did my! That flash the lighting. Oh uh, does my! Does that count as falling to his death? Because I don't know if that counts as falling to his death. He got so- he's- I kind of have... struggled with that. So did he. Uh, I kind of. Ah. Str- <laughs> uh, that's a death joke. That's not funny. Um, mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I'm like, well, he did in theory fall to his death. Yeah. It just wasn't the landing that killed him this time. <laughs> it was he, the sudden stop. It was the sudden stop about six and a half feet off the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I will. I, I think that that having that. I there's a, the, mostly the death moments throughout the course of this film were again hitting what I'd, I'd like to think is what Walt 
wanted the movies to go to. I've mentioned before that he saw that Walt Disney saw To Kill a Mockingbird and, and lamented that's the kind of movies he wished he could make animated. But mm-hmm. they had uh, they had a brand and they couldn't successfully move away from it. And when we have now we have Tarzan and we have Mulan, last, the last episode. I mm-hmm. feel we're in that pocket of of depth that Walt would have appreciated. I think even as much as I love Mulan mm-hmm. and the and the nuance and the the very personal story being told about the main character, this one has a more epic scope to it with a limited amount of characters. Hey, there's oh, not yeah. a lot. This does not have a huge company of characters. But it, it has that that adult adult storytelling without without being inappropriate uh, that that I think Walt would have been, would have appreciated that this is this is the direction he would have liked to see this go. So you just said appropriate, and I, I know usually you're the one that asks me this question, but I'm going to ask you it: mm. Is this movie appropriate for kids? I think so. I, th- I maybe not young. Maybe like ten would be a good starting point here. I think mm-hmm. if you go too young, it might come off. It might have a little too too many frightening moments uh, to to be appreciated by, and it doesn't have enough goofy moments to really sell um, to little kids. But I think when you get in that like nine ten area, uh, then you're then you're looking at a, a pretty solid movie for for kids. It's a, it's an adventure film. It's not fantasy it doesn't have any magic or or fantastical elements about it and i think that it still has enough fun to it that you might be opening up the door to a kid to appreciate something that isn't goofy silly characters right Mm -hmm. like colorful characters Mm -hmm. actually what, what i think that this movie might be genuinely good for is for children who've been adopted oh okay i didn't even think about it like that yeah, I I, uh, I have a few friends in my life who have have been adopted, who who are who are adopted, and who have also adopted children, and I think that this movie really, really has a. This would be something well, we've said this before. Can you create a discussion based on the film? You can watch Mufasa passing away and use that as a touchstone for talking to little kids about death and and the circle of life right mm-hmm. and i think that tarzan might be a really solid example of a movie that you could have a discussion about adoption with a kid you know certainly there might be some trouble with how kerchak treats tarzan that if there's a, an adopted kid who can't connect with their with one of their family that that might be triggering to to some negative ideas but all in all, the the two worlds, one family uh, that that Tarzan is able to find a balance between his his culture his his culture of his birth parents right. and the culture of his adoptive parents. That there's there's a there's a really nice identity be crea- being created growing up with two worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the, the that this movie is is most like really knocking it out of the park. I think it makes a good example for that. Go ahead, Jeff. And, and having that, and having a, and having an individual like growing up in a world where they weren't aware they were, they had yeah. another world, they had another life, there was another family, but then finding out about it at an older age and then having to come to grips mm-hmm. with that, like, wait, why was I, what happened? Why, what, why, 
why am I here now? What happened to the first family? What happened to right. my, my real parents? And then finding out what happened with them and then, or, or should you find out what happened with them? And, and does that, does that open up a, a new world or, you know, obviously with Tarzan's, his was they there, they were murdered. They didn't just abandon him somewhere. Um, or, you know, or, or give him, just give him up for adoption. Abandoned, not the right term. I'm just thinking like mostly right, right. most, a lot of movies you see, they tend to be abandoned. I'm not saying, uh, real people or not real people. Oh my goodness, guys. Okay. Jeff, uh, I'm just... I'll rally. Oh, let's rally. This this Tarzan. You're you're using. You're, you're <laughs> I'm that. using. I'm fixing my sonic. I'm fixing my head. With my sonic screwdriver. Yes. Disney's Tarzan. This movie it yes. shows the strengths and weaknesses of each culture of Tarzan's mm-hmm. life. It's just yes. you know, some some gorillas are open to Tarzan and others are not. Right. Uh, some of the humans are noble and some of them are not. And in any adoption, right? No no culture. Is is purely good, and no culture is purely bad. One culture is not better than the other, and one shouldn't totally forsake the other for mm-hmm. one. And uh, that that's what I would say. This movie is good for it's uh, not not little little kids, but you know, ten ten like I said, and also using it as a as a, a discussion, an entry into discussion with kids who may have may have come from adoption. Right. That's yeah. a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a. Excuse me. That's a good approach, TC. That I never, I never thought of. Well, while thank watching you for, the movie, as, and you're welcome. <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much for that. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. was there anything else that? Uh, oh, I do have one question, TC. I, I'm curious, yes. curious to know if the mandrels that attack Tarzan and Jane are mm-hmm. uh, the evil relatives of Rafiki from the Lion King. <laughs> the baboons. You know what? I liked. That, well, I've already mentioned that that is that rescuing Jane sequence is some mm-hmm. just uh, phenomenal animation, but that's a really great set piece to <laughs> to have those baboons chase. But there's an awesome callback to that in the end to have the baboons show back up wearing Jane's boot as a hat, yep. and wielding the umbrella, <laughs> and having the baboons come to the rec- rescue. There was another uh, it, it it's it, it uh, lesson learned right. It didn't have the suddenness of the gargoyles trying to be a part of the fight in Hunchback and Notre Dame, it felt more logical like the animate objects from the castle in Beauty and the Beast, which mm-hmm. uh, may or may not, I guess, be another connection to no it's it's not but i, I like the ba- i like the baboons are they the descendants of rafiki it is set in africa <laughs> it's see and that was the first thing that i thought of i went guys <laughs> guys they might very well be his and he's he's the outcast who got sent out in the middle of nowhere to live because he's a little crazy he's so little he's crazy. out living by himself in the plains Correction. of africa i know your father okay <laughs> since we're theorizing Let's get into it. Let's get you into want, the theories. You, you want to theorize <sighs> that this movie is connected to Frozen, correct? Okay, I do. You are no, not re- alone in this. No, and apparently the directors of Frozen confirmed that as well. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was totally on board with that theory until I rewatched this. It was this this occasion I rewatched it and went, wait a minute. There is a photograph <laughs> Of How the photo? Where'd the photograph come from? Exactly, a photograph of Tarzan's parents with him as a baby in it. Who took that photo? Who took that photo? I you will know? agree. That is honestly, in in, in everything else. Everything else kind of checks out. Their characters, mm-hmm. they you know the the models of the parents do kind of look 
kind of like what they ended up again we haven't gotten to frozen yet and we could probably continue this conversation again <laughs> when we hit frozen this is a conversation that's been going since the little mermaid guys <laughs> right right uh but like they do kind of seem similar and it's a similar occurrence where uh anna and elsa's parents spoilers mm-hmm. i guess um are lost at sea when they're going somewhere and this is all supposedly kind of you know it all takes place in the european mediterranean-esque yeah. area you know that whole part of you know europe basically and 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 the it does kind of work and the directors of the film or the creators not maybe not necessarily the directors the the creators of frozen did eventually confirm on a i think a reddit conversation or a reddit ask me anything yeah yep that well, like when they were making frozen they started being like oh no the parents obviously survived and anna and elsa's parents survived <laughs> and they got you know their ship wrecked and the ship went down and that's the ship that ariel uh goes through in little mermaid and it's also you know they the the parents landed on an island they had a little boy because it all is kind of around the correct era of well, uh, of frozen and tangled and all yeah, those, I I I like the theory, but I think it's just wishful thinking. I think it's <laughs> it's re- I think it's retroactively creating continuity or retconning, as the kids say. Because I'm sorry, do you have problems with people retconning things? Because I do it all the time, TC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate here because when that photo came up, that made me go, "Wait a minute, yeah, how, how, who took that? Who took that photograph?" And then it made me just rethink the whole theory because Ariel. Is in the the Caribbean, right? <laughs> yeah. Elsa and Anna are in Scandinavia. Like Scandinavia, <laughs> right? Uh, Tarzan is in Africa. Okay. Uh, okay. So the photograph, guns. Right. There's no guns in Frozen. They're all using crossbows when they go after Elsa, uh, and even even going so far as uh, the time period for Frozen and Tangled appears to be. Uh, 19th, like 1840s, like 1840s, mm-hmm. somewhere, something like mid 1800s, and Tarzan is early 1900s. TC, I think you're forgetting that we are in a world where animals talk, mermaids are real, and women have long <laughs> golden hair. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. Believe it if you want. <laughs> no, I will agree. The like, I, I, I went into, I went into this movie knowing that theory because obviously I, I, I've, I've, I've seen it, and the moment that picture showed up, I went. No, that's not possible because if anything, that picture should have had if the baby was born before they left. Okay, that right. means Anna and Elsa should have been aware they had a brother or a, a mm-hmm. baby sibling. Um, that right. photograph should have had all three kids in it, not just one. Right. Right. And then right. I and then I tried being like, okay, well maybe maybe they took it on the boat, but then I went. Ooh, the crap brought a camera, <laughs> especially which would Jeff, have been late 1800s, early 1900s. You know, who yeah. would have, you no, that photo A would have never been able to be t- <laughs> taken on a boat, on a moving boat. Have you seen photos of people from the 1800s? Those people sat still for like 25 minutes and they're still blurry. Can you imagine well, what that would have done on a boat? <laughs> you're thinking, you're missing one more element to this theory to come mm. to swing back over to your side. Mm-hmm. Tarzan's dad was able to create out of bamboo a, a camera, thus making him the great descendant of the professor from Gilligan's Island. You're Guys, welcome. That theory, that theory actually, <laughs> I buy that theory a lot more. That holds, it holds bananas. <laughs> it holds bananas. Oh, go. that theory is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I like that one. Oh, I like yeah. that one. So that means so that means after so that means that means Jane and Tarzan lived mm-hmm. on the island for quite yes. some time. Um, yes. Ended up having their own child, uh, who that child then grew up a little bit and then moved off island. Because you see, if it was 1910 when they saw Haley's comment, then they would have probably lived there for like two or three years. Had a kid, uh, that's still a little tight. That kid then grew up to be like 20, you know, 20 years old. So left the island, had a kid of his own. That kid, yep. better known as Professor Roy Hinckley, which was Whoa, the professor. You know his name? I Get know his here. name. <laughs> I may or may not have watched a lot of Gilligan's Island growing wow. up. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, you know shut, what? You shut your mouth, it's, sir. <laughs> is it any more crazy that a boat that sank off the coast of Africa would somehow make it to the Bahamas? Guys, is it any more crazy than that? Guys, I just realized it. Professor purposefully crashed his island because his dad left the island where, or left Africa, and he was trying to find his way back home, leaving from a port in Hawaii. So we need we need a, a a dark reimagined version of Gilgan's Island where the professor crashed the boat on purpose. It oh wasn't, man! It wasn't a storm. The weather didn't start getting rough. The weather got rough, and the professor was like, "Now's my chance." Now's my chance, guys. I think we pretty much just described the plot of the later seasons of Lost, <laughs> where they purposefully crashed their ship on an on a mysterious island in hopes of finding <laughs> or like an answer. Guys, we described the later seasons of Lost. That is the dark reimagining of Killigan's Island. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Jeff, I have a question for you. Yes, I have a question TC. for you. I think it's I a very important question. Is it? Is it? It's very important. Mm-hmm. Why does this movie make me think of Titanic? <laughs> why does it make you think of Titanic? Yeah. Is it Clayton's hair? Like why? Like sitting here watching this, I kept just having feelings of the tit- of James Cameron's Titanic. Why did that keep happening? There was moments where I felt like he was channeling like Clayton could very Billy well Zane. have been performed by Billy Zane I, I, I there was a moment I'm not gonna lie where I was like oh, that's kind of like Billy I was waiting for him to yell after Jane and Tarzan I hope you enjoy your time together at some point like as they're which I'm sorry no. best line from the movie Titanic and, or followed immediately by him laughing and then realizing that he put the diamond in the coat they put the coat on her and just started ah. laughing I love that so much. okay sorry Titanic I have, I, have, I have another. I have another question. Is it the what did you sink? Th- what did you think mm-hmm. of of Rosie O'Donnell's performance as as Turk? Oh, so another eighties so, comedian. Another eighties comedian. comedian as the comedic sidekick. Yes, I, I, it's so weird because I, I feel like because Rosie O'Donnell doesn't do a lot of stuff nowadays, does she? Like she's no, kind no, of she's, taking she's a step a, back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's not in the mainstream anymore. But like I forgot like there for the longest time like the 80s through the late 90s early 2000s like I forgot like how big Rosie O'Donnell was. I mean she, I know she had her own she was talk a show. Thing. She was a she thing. Was a I thing. she's popped up in a ton of movies over the years that I know I grew up watching too. And and, and obviously she was like you know she was Betty in the Flintstones live action movie. She was in Angels not Angels. She was a uh, um oh League of Their Own. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I immediately went to Angels in the Outfield, but I'm like, no, 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 it's the other, 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 other baseball movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, just like with Whoopi Goldberg and Jumping Jack Flash, like she just kept showing up in places. I forgot how big she was. So when yeah. she popped up in this, I went, wait, is that Rosie O'Donnell? Like, it took me a second <laughs> to realize. I'm like, well, yeah, this would be the right era that 
she would be doing voices still. She hadn't kind of fallen off the face of the earth. And and she does a great job. Her voice, I know I, know I was doing a little reading, and I know they made a comment that somebody was questioning, because the character, I think, was written to be a boy or to be a guy. Um, yes, yeah, I believe that's right. But that all the male male voice actors who tried out just... The, the, the directors just were like, nah, it's just not working. It's just not working. And then they ultimately uh, had listened to her and they went, yeah, she's, she's great. Her, her, her performance never comes across as in, in, in honestly, in all opinion, she never comes off as a girl. And I mean that, and I mean that in a nice way. Like it, it was never a, Oh, she's obviously playing a female gorilla. Like there was never a thought in my head. I'm just like, no, that's Tarzan's friend. Like that's just yeah. his best friend. Yeah. She did a yeah, she, she did a, a good job at like just being kind of a nondescript like it, it had nothing to do with her gender. Her character right, had nothing right. to do with it and her performance had nothing to do with it either. Yeah, and she didn't milk it. I never felt uh, as as I've accused a couple of of uh of these sidekick performers of the, of in the past. I don't think she milked it. It it, it I, I'm sure it was a dream come true because who wouldn't want to voice a Disney character, right? I mean, that's one of my dreams. <laughs> I would but, still love to. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought she, her and Wayne Knight were a good good matchup. I thought that there was just enough of those two as sidekicks. They never were intrusive to the story. They never came off as, as inherently obnoxious. Um, they were fine um, because the movie really is about Tarzan. I mean, even, even Kyla, uh, his mom, she's there for the prologue. That's, mm-hmm. She's the prologue of the story, and then as soon as the prologue ends and we get young Tarzan, then it's his movie from that point on. And uh, and the Turk and Tantor did exactly what sidekicks should do. They were su- they supported the main character without getting in the way. I appreciate right. that about it. It was yeah. very good. It was very good. Yeah. I, and I did. Yeah, she did. They did a great job. I liked them both. Yeah. So um, I, I do have a. I, oh yeah. No, no. Go ahead. You were, you were, you were gonna. You were gonna I, say I do have another. I do have another question for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, wasn't Kerchak right? As you keep thinking, I'm gonna ask. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm wasn't leaning Kerchak in. Wasn't Kerchak right to stay away from the humans because it did get him killed? <laughs> it is true. Uh, Tar- Lance Henderson the real did villain, have. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, because because it was almost like he 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 could see he could sense that. Uh, like, you know, he's obviously he's not one of ours. I feel like he was an old, wise enough gorilla to realize like he's human. And it's the mm-hmm. whole mentality of humans are only here to kill us. That's the only reason they would ever show up, even though this is the era where they probably didn't have a lot of it. Oh, near and no exposure to humans, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outside of maybe just like a, the little bit that they saw maybe with Tarzan's parents or maybe a random shipwreck on the island. Yeah. Um, Kurt Check, he knew. He knew. He knew he humans knew. were bad. I spoiled the ending for myself. Oh no! What'd you do? I I uh, I tried very hard. This happened after like six or seven movies in, um, where I'd be on IMDb during the movie, reading stuff and reading trivia, oh, and just kind of yeah. like looking it up. Yeah. And there would be some some very very casual comment about how like oh well after after Clayton shoots Kerchak and I went oh. <gasps> like stuff like that, or that's happened before, and I I get so mad at myself for reading it. I'm like, no, no, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. Skip, skip, skip. And then I'm like, I know it's forget. gonna happen. Can't and forget. then it was just me sitting waiting for it to happen. <laughs> like, I'm like, how's it going to happen? There, um, there's some really good touching moments at, over the course of this of the film, and I really I didn't remember if or if he did not say son that you are my that Kerchik. I couldn't remember if he died without ever. 
claiming Tarzan as his son, and I was really mm-hmm. happy that that the mom was in there, kind of choked up a little bit, like, "Oh, he did it! <laughs> he he accepted yeah. him. Oh, yeah, you you take you take care of the family now." <laughs> it, oh, and even oh god, I love the moment where he's like, "You came back," and it's this genuine relief and and sweetness in this very hard character's voice when when Tarzan comes back and Kerchak says you came back and Tarzan says I came home like that was that's such a really yeah. cool moment absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. of all the movies we've watched ah, so far where do you rank <laughs> I was going to try to do my first and my trope before you could say that all right uh, we'll do, go, do you want to toss in first and tropes real quick real quick it's just it's it's three things total um, yeah. And we we pretty much already kind of mentioned mm. the first. So the Disney first is it's the first villain who dies from being hung. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get a second, but yeah. I don't think we will. But dang nabbit, it's the first, <laughs> and I'm yeah, going to yeah. mention that thing. <laughs> uh, that was another one where, where I started writing under the the tropes: the villain falls to death, and I went <laughs> villain falls and gets hung. Okay, that's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then real quick, my two tropes. Single parent of the protagonist, of one of the protagonists, because yeah. we don't know where Jane's mom is. I think she died. Did they mention that? Yeah, I think it's, in, I, I do. Or implied? I, yeah, that um, uh, Archimedes, her father, does say, um, implies that Jane's mother passed away. Okay. Um, and then a, yet again, a perpetually barefoot lead character. That's <laughs> right. I never would have, uh, until you had pointed that out, I don't think it ever would have dawned on me how many barefoot characters there are in the Disney library. There's, there's, a, there's, a, thing with, there's a thing, there's an obsession with feet and yeah. shoes and shoeless feet in this movie, <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this world, these Disney movies. There's a lot of shoes, a lot of feet, a lot of things yeah. going on with them. I think Tarantino might secretly mm. be behind this. He's secretly a Disney fan. <laughs> He's yeah. secretly a Disney fan. So, anyways, anyways, let's okay. We can do the ranking. Let's do the ranking. That's uh, that's you all what? that I have. Okay. Do you have any preamble, or do you just you're gonna go for? Well, j- uh, j- this was your first experience. You you have the freshest opinion as, as uh, more than I do. Right. Um, so where do you where do you fall on this? So this one was a little this one was a little tough because yeah, I, I don't have any expectations from you. I don't know where... I know it won't be the top, but that's, right. I will say that. <laughs> are you sure it's not going to beat Aladdin? Are you positive? No, you are correct. It's not number one. I will say that right now. Um, yeah. I know way back when we did Jungle Book, I mm. had made the comment that... Because I, I, I'm not a... I wasn't a huge fan of Jungle Book. Still am not. Probably never will oh, yeah. be. <laughs> um, and then I, I have... I've never gotten into these... Like, this type of story. The whole you know, human living with amongst the animals out in the middle of nowhere and then finding other humans or, or fighting it. I, I never got into that type of film. And I know I had made the comment back then with The Jungle Book that I said that I was curious to see how I was going to react with Tarzan, but that don't be surprised if I don't like Tarzan. Right, uh, right. So I kind of, you know, that was always in the back of my mind. I'm like, all right, let's, all right, let's do it. Because I've never liked any other Tarzan. I, I, I don't, like, I know, um, I think it's Johnny Weissmeyer was like, is like the live action Tarzan from back in the day, like the twenties and the thirties. Um, he's the one that like kind of originated the yell and all that sort of like, he's who a lot of people know as the, the, the original Tarzan from Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I don't, I just, I've never cared. I don't care about the character. I never care about the plot. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I expected okay. to. Now, having okay. said that, it's my number five 
Oh, okay. So you're putting it, that would put it below Hunchback and above Hercules, right? Right. Okay. Um, because- yeah, I remember to- <laughs> Yeah, good job. Good job. You were right on. I was I was prepared to mention it in case we needed to, but yes, it is, it's my number five. So Hercules is six and Pocahontas is seven on my list. Um, it's, the movie's fine. Like, I'm going to be completely and utterly honest. The movie is fine to me. Like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, I didn't, I didn't really like come away with any strong feelings one way or another. Um, it, it, it gets a lot of points for just being beautiful and being, um, creative again, the, the opening nine minutes of no dialogue and I completely understand everything and just, it's sucking me in, um, mm-hmm. is fantastic. I love that. But at the end of it, I, I was just like, okay, that was, that was fine. I was fine with it. And that that motivation, like that that concept of just being like, yeah, okay, it was good, and then just that it that put it above Hercules and definitely above Pocahontas because those movies I were like as much as I liked Hades and Hercules, I didn't really care much about the rest of the characters in that film. And Pocahontas obviously is the reason why it's number six, um, just because it was totally all over the place, and I just I didn't care, unfortunately. But you know, it's still like like Hunchback still. I I enjoyed Hunchback. I enjoyed the character. I enjoyed the songs. I enjoyed the, like, I just, I enjoyed that more. I had a stronger feeling towards that film than I did to this one. And that's why ultimately it got, it's number five on my list. You know, not because I hated it, just because it was fine. I was fine with it. I'm like, okay. I liked it more than, I liked it more than The Jungle Book. Let's just say that, guys, okay? (laughs) Okay? That was a low bar for Jeff. That's a low bar, everyone. Um, well, how about I, you? How about I'm you? gonna put it I, as similarly. I, I, f- I have very similar feelings to you uh, as you do. Um, certainly not in my top three. Uh, the the classics that are Aladdin and Lion King, and for the much as much love as I have for Mulan, which is still my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm putting it above Hercules and Hunchback and Pocahontas. I'm making it my number four. Ooh, interesting. And it and it comes down to that. Okay. If I had to watch one of these right now, mm-hmm. which one's it going to be? Yep. And and taking those top three out, I just and it's the, it's the animation, it's it's the technicality of the film that uh, I I I felt more fulfilled in watching it than I did watching Hercules. I still love Hercules. I still well, I shouldn't say I love Hercules. Sorry, I don't want to imply that. <laughs> but I still I really like James Wood's performance. I love yep. the 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 cartoonish snappiness of Hercules mm-hmm. but there's something deeper in Tarzan and the exploration of of a man of two worlds of the development of his and Jane's relationship of of the the idea of what truly is family where does one belong I, I enjoyed those themes a lot and like I said the Glenn Keane's animation on Hercules is outstanding oh god Hercules Tarzan Tarzan <laughs> <Blah>. <laughs> I'm staring at my I'm staring at my my notes right now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna put it at my number four, keeping my top three as is, and yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what the, what the listeners have to say. Absolutely, absolutely. I know there's a I know there was definitely a lot of posts. I apologize, everybody. I didn't I didn't get to read uh, many of the Facebook posts. Uh, regard like a lot of the comments. I know that's what we'll get to here in a second. So it'll yes, be yeah. it'll be good listening to them. But it seems like there's it, it seems like everyone's kind of 
like a, not a lot, not everyone. A lot of people are kind of in the same boat. Like a lot of people I've talked to outside of the podcast and outside of Facebook, just being like, "Well, yeah, like Tarzan was. It was, it was, it was, it was fine. It was a good movie. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, there yeah. was moments, I, but I, just no one ever going like, oh my god, Tarzan's the most amazing <laughs> film ever in the world.' Like I, I have but not, not found hearing, someone like that, and, and not hearing the hate for it either. Oh really yeah, is kind of that middle ground. People going I've like, "Ugh, Tarzan." Ugh. <laughs> I've definitely grown to appreciate it in the multiple viewings and not liking it the first time I saw it, liking it more when I did it on the rewatchment podcast mm-hmm. and now liking it, liking it as I, as I do here. Uh, but yeah, let, do you want to hit up the comment section here? I can get read off some, some tweets as well. Yeah. And right, I got a so tweet for as those well. Listening, <laughs> if, uh, if you want to hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash top shelf pod, we always post the episode before we record. So if you have any points of conversation you want us to bring up, throw up, throw them up there. Or after you've listened to the episode, we love to hear your reactions to what we've said, maybe something that we've missed, um, uh, we try to engage with you as much as possible. I never did get to, Thomas did a, a, a I don't think I gave him feedback on his comments towards our Mulan episode, um, but he definitely appreciated, he thought we, we were tricking him <laughs> because, <laughs> because of how much we praised the film. Uh, joking, of course, but, um, uh, but you can also no, Twitter pate at We Jeff were tricking you. We <laughs> took the no. week off to edit the episode for you. You can Twitter pate at Jeff at Random Bell. You can hit me up at TC's big head. Mm. Uh, but let me let me ran, run off some of these comments here. Okay. Uh, Natasha says, this was the first Disney Animated Studios movie she saw in theaters because her parents would always just buy them on VHS, and she always loved the Phil Collins songs in this. He did an amazing job. And and we agree, Natasha. We, yeah. we like these songs. Whether or not they perfectly blend into this film, you've heard our reactions to that, but... Yeah, I, uh, I I recently attempted to sing uh, um, You'll Be In My Heart, but that high note is it's tough. tough. Oh, man, I got to finish <laughs> editing that. I'm so sorry, sir. I just what are you talking that. about? That doesn't mean anything. What? What? You don't know anything. What? What? Let's what? Go. Who's, hi. She, what do you mean edit? Natasha follows up with, I also noticed Jane's father has a stuffed dog that looks like little brother from Mulan. I didn't notice that. Oh, During I didn't During the trash in the camp. You can see a tea set that looks like Mrs. Potts and Chip. Yeah, we, we yep. did see that. But I didn't see the little brother Easter egg. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check uh, That's that the little dog. That's the little puppy dog from, from Mulan. That's right. Uh, Brad Daniels says Tarzan is the brother of Anna and Elsa from Frozen. Discussed. We have discussed. We have. Jeff previously. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I agree. Um Except for the photo thing. If somebody wants to go back and digitally alter the photo so it shows Anna and Elsa oh, in it. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be you, buddy. It's going to be me. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what do you think I've been doing for the last 45 minutes, guys? Uh, I've been on here talking to this podcast and doing it. <laughs> Zach Edwards says, this movie does not get the respect it deserves. It is all too often forgotten about, and the music is some of the strongest in the Disney canon. You'll Be In My Heart was the song his mom and he danced to at their... at his, at his wedding. That's how good it is. Uh, Zach, I hope you found some agreement in, in our in our appreciation of the music here. <laughs> yes, we definitely <laughs> did. Itself. Definitely no hatred towards the music at all, by all means. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a couple more comments, but you said you had a tweet. What did, what I had a at? tweet. Well, of course, uh, Disney fan established 94, which we had a lot of fan with with that Twitter name, uh, or a lot of fun with uh, in last episode. Uh, Jordan, uh, she they've gone back and they've changed her name, so that way she. Uh, oh, they can... I hope I hope we didn't affect, like make her change her name because that was a really good Twitter handle. Did we what do a, that? She didn't. She didn't change her Twitter handle. She just. I think she added. She added her okay. name. 
to okay. the, uh, the the to her Twitter account, so that way we knew what to call her, and okay. we didn't struggle with her handle the entire She's time. She's the Disneyest <laughs> fan. She's yes. the Disneyest fan. Okay. Um, she had made the comment that uh, Twitter won't let me write everything I wanted to say about Tarzan, so I'll just leave it at this. Professor Porter is the best in this movie. Uh, I do <laughs> enjoy. I do. I did enjoy the professor. I enjoyed. The, oh, uh, loincloth! Good lord! <laughs> yes, I, I, I had to I had to pause and rewatch that because I was laughing so hard at that moment. Because it's so it's so goofy. It's so, not not goofy as in character goofy. It's just so silly and so so strange and like bubbly and happy. I just yeah, I fully fully enjoyed that character uh, in the movie. So I will I will agree. Definitely one of the of the best parts of that uh, the entire film yeah. would be that character. So thank, thank you, you very for, much for that. Yes. <laughs> and the continual the continual putting up with uh, of of all of our <laughs> of all of our nonsense on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a tweet from Sleepy Time T who says people accuse Avatar of ripping off Pocahontas, but they clearly ripped off Tarzan too. <laughs> and I didn't I, so I always look at the comments after I watch the movie cuz I don't want it to affect my viewing. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But you're not wrong, because if you consider Jane's perspective from the story arc, she's Jake from Avatar in, right? Oh. Like, there, there's some similarity. I, I completely can see where you're coming from here. I don't Fascinating. know. Fascinating. I never bothered. I, I, I just I just looked at the whole, you know, them trying, they're, 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 char- they're destroying the, the, the real world of, the, of these, of these uh, native immigrants, not native immigrants, native uh, uh, dwellers, and they're just trying to fight back. I just went, I went uh, Pocahontas and Fern Gully <laughs> is the direction I went. I never thought about yeah, uh, yeah. Tarzan being an avatar. Hmm. hmm. Fascinating. A- avatar, the most expensive like the highest grossing movie of all time with no cultural impact. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple more comments here. Uh, Wyatt Tucker says, can we just take a moment to talk about Jane? She is probably her, uh, Wyatt's favorite character in the movie mm. uh, for she feels like a mix of Belle, Ariel, and Alice in that she's curious about finding out more about foreign lands and studying them. She is also another British character, which he loves, and she's mm-hmm. another example of a fish-out-of-water character which is an archetype he really enjoys. Go Jane! Yes. And we share your sentiments. <laughs> and also very much so a character that she, I, I could feel that she she could, she could easily hold her own. For the most part, she could hold her own. No, she is very much so a fish out of water in the sense that she's mm-hmm. going up against animals and she does, okay, there's a point of being able to, to hold up against, you know, to, or to, to hold her own. But she yeah. she does definitely feel a lot stronger. Like if, if we put like Cinderella or uh, Sleeping Beauty or any of those uh, into this world, I don't think they would have been able to survive like nah, whereas jane nah. definitely she's got some vinegar in those in those in that in those veins of hers <laughs> that she could she could put up a good fight you know at least hold them off a little bit yeah she has a great arc too like you slowly see her become more uh, uh adapted to tarzan's environment and she she starts with losing a shoe she loses the sleeves on her dress she yep. ends with a a, a fancy uh, two-piece at the end of the whole movie, so. <laughs> ah. What, sorry? <laughs> uh, and finally, Sarah, S- Sarah with an H, Sarah B says, I still think South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut should have won the Oscar for Best Song. That's true, because <laughs> Phil Collins did win for You'll Be In My Heart. That was a, That's right. an Academy Award-winning song. What was the, wait, 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 because now I'm curious, what was the song from South Park that uh, was nominated that year? I think it's Blame Canada. 
I, it might be. It uh, is Blame Canada. Okay. okay it's Blame okay. Canada. Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, come you know on. What? It went up you, against you, When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2. I'm sorry. That song breaks that my heart every single time. How did that one not win? I'm tearing up right now just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody loved me, TC. Oh. Well, hey, that. <laughs> maybe maybe in the comments section for next episode people will show some love for Jeff or tweet at us. Jeff, yeah. what are we what are, what else do we have to say? What are we watching uh, next week? Well, next week everybody. So we're we're in our last 3 of this set of 10 films. Um mm-hmm. and it's fitting that the next 3 movies in this list were all released in the year 2000. Really? Yes. Disney had three animated films released in one year? Exactly. And they are roughly about five months apart from each other. Jeez. I mean, who do they think they are? Marvel? I know, right? Only only Marvel, a film studio totally not owned by Disney, would do such a thing, guys. Uh, Okay, so what's what's the next one? I I think I know what it is. Next week, we get to watch number 38 on our list, released January 1st of 2000, fitting name, because it is Mm -hmm. Fantasia 2000 is next week. Fantasia 2000. Okay, that's not what I thought was next. Okay, I'm excited for this. Have you seen this one? um, uh, Fantasia 2000, I did see. Okay. I've only seen one once and i'm pretty positive it was a couple years after it came out um but it was also prior to having seen fantasia uh really yeah wow interesting which which i I, i'm well aware that besides um uh mickey's bit in it the sorcerer's apprentice that there isn't anything else left you know it's not it's not the same stuff um, but I am very intrigued now having seen Fantasia all however many episodes ago that was um, I'm curious to watch Fantasia 2000 and see what Disney does with this like what what yeah, yeah. what is this what is this thing even gonna be because <laughs> while I do remember watching it I don't remember anything about it uh, so I'm well, almost I, I, going into it blind again yeah well look, uh, listeners look for the post on that if you have any comments about it that you'd like us to discuss look for that on the Facebook page uh, I do have some memories involved with this movie that I might be sharing next week as well ooh um, fantastic but yeah I, I have three th- we, so we should just do all three in one episode all in one episode we need we need to totally <laughs> no, do no. that no, would be, no, no. No, because we're not. Def- no. We're definitely not. Gr- we're not grouping in number forty with numbers thirty-eight and thirty-nine. TZ, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I that's think that's happening. it. I, I think that's it for today. We definitely. will. We will. We have more to discuss in the future. But I think I'm. Or I'm calling it now, Jeff. We're calling Call it here. TC. Call it right here. And TC, I guess with that, then. You should go yes. ahead and just, are we just going to just do the sign off? Is there anything well, th- else you have th- to th- say? Thank you, everyone, for listening. There uh, you go. We, we will be back again soon. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's a, oh, I've missed you. I missed you for that week off. I missed you as well, sir. And and hopefully yeah. hopefully now that we're, we're getting a little closer to the holidays right now, uh, Christmas is starting to come up, and I know there's, like, schedules are going to get a little busier, and hopefully we can still mm-hmm. get in, uh, you know, make sure that we don't miss another week or so, even though the Christmas holidays do fall on, uh, or actually Christmas and New Year's both fall fall on the Mondays where we usually do record these, but we'll still definitely try to get the episodes out uh, for everybody without missing a beat. So without missing a beat. So with that said, thank you again for listening, everybody. Uh, This was a podcast. We were the people talking and this is a side off. You'll be Tarzan and connected to Frozen. No, it's and not connected. And we think it's, it's, it's true, no matter both... what you say. <laughs> what? <laughs> they both have a Z and an N at the end. 
They both have a zine in it. That's the connection. Guys, that's the connection. Frozen, Tarzan, yeah. uh-huh. Makes sense. And I'm sold. I'm sold. There's also an R in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.